defense, much like offense, is constantly evolving. We just don't talk about it that much. Chris Harris Jr., one of the best defensive players of his generation, joins me, a former Denver Bronco player who has had plenty of battles with the Green Bay Packers, most notably with Aaron Rodgers, joins me to talk about this evolution. Plus, right now, the Packers' offense does not lack for talent. They lack for detail. One anecdote from Matt LaFleur illustrates it perfectly. We dive into all of it on today's show. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code, all lowercase, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Chris Harris Jr. on the show, former Denver Broncos All Pro on the show today, uh, also hosts a Denver Broncos podcast. So excited to dig into that stuff with him, talk a little Aaron Rodgers being awesome early and then how they put the clamps on Rodgers late and the evolution of the slot position, Jair Alexander, all that stuff. It's going to be a fun time. Stick around for all of that. Before we get there, I was struck by an answer that Matt LaFleur gave in his press conference yesterday. Asked about Luke Musgrave. And Luke Musgrave has been a focus of conversation here of late. He has all the tools, all the talent. They try to get him involved regularly. It seems like once a game, he's got a chance at a big play. And so far, they've only hit the one, really. And one of the reasons for that is he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Much like guys like Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, and even to a lesser degree, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Let's add in guys like Rasheed Walker. Let's add in guys like Zach Tom, young players who are still figuring things out, who just haven't seen enough and don't have this institutional knowledge of experience that allows them to play with better feel. This great anecdote from Matt LaFleur, I think, captures it perfectly. I think he's doing a great job. I think every day we go out on that field, there's something that kind of clicks for him. Uh, we had a we had a good one today where he's just running a, a simple over route and um, just had a ran it in routes versus air and kind of talked about it after just what what I observed and uh, these these guys got to understand especially in the passing game I think there's you you love it when guys go a hundred miles an hour and that that's how Luke attacks everything everything is just full speed but. 
there's also a feel to it in terms of when can you tempo down so you don't run through zones so fast that you end up getting covered up. So I think that is the thing that he's starting to get a better feel for just, you know, through repetition, whether it's practice or in the game. But uh, going back to that route, so he, of course, he did it in, in routes versus air, and he went 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, just, you don't have to go 100, maybe 90 miles an hour. And he did it in, in the team rep, and he looked, and it looked better, and it was well executed. And so, you know, it's just, but that's a feel thing. Because, and you'd rather have guys with that mindset, with that mentality, um, and try to kind of rein them back a little bit. And so as something as simple as, okay, I want to do this 100 miles an hour. I want to be running as fast as I can. I'm a big, fast guy. And so if I'm going to run a crossing route, I'm hauling ass because that's what's going to get me open. Well, not quite. You don't want to overrun your spot because you might run into coverage, especially against spot drop zone. You might run yourself right into a defender. Maybe not literally, but maybe literally. Go back and think of week one. Greg Olson was critical a couple different times of Luke Musgrave being out of position. In fact, one of the times he was wide open, Jordan Love missed him, and Greg Olson, I, I was incredulous, Greg Olson essentially blamed Luke Musgrave for it. And when we talk about Jordan Love being the most experienced guy in this offense, those are the kinds of moments that we mean. There was the play against the Raiders. You you have third down. It's third and short. Should they just have gone for it? Yeah, probably. But you have Luke Musgrave run a little out. Christian Watson runs a little out. Luke Musgrave was supposed to run a stick. If he runs the stick, it's open. It's a first down. You have your drive moving. It's not the end of the game when he has an opportunity to settle and just drops the ball. I think there is some chemistry there because it's about rhythm. It's about expecting the ball to be on that shoulder away from the defender, which is where Jordan Love put the ball and he wasn't able to make the play. But to me, that is more of a physical mistake than anything else. Those are going to happen. It's the mental mistakes and those are going to take time. I'm still very bullish on where this offense can get to. But the big reason they're not there is things like overrunning your spot in zone because you're trying to run too fast. And this is the danger with a young team. Everyone's trying to make a play. Everyone wants to be the guy to get you out of it. And so you might run the wrong route because you're so excited or you might run the wrong adjustment or you might run full speed a route that you need to be running 90% so that you can throttle down in between two linebackers and Jordan Love can find you. This is not to absolve Jordan Love. Certainly, this is all related to him as well. He might be able, you know, if he were a, a more veteran player, he might see that week one play. Remember Luke Musgrave running wide open. Maybe a more experienced player just puts it on him and says, rather than trying to lead him and make a perfect throw, maybe I just put it right on him and, you know, figure it out. That's basically what he did against Christian Watson a couple weeks later. Or with Christian Watson, Watson's uncovered. And Love, rather than try and make a perfect throw and lead him down the field, 
makes a throw where Watson can just turn, catch, and then go. I still think a fully healthy Christian Watson scores that one. He did it. The, the longer I've done this and really dug into you know, the the schematic part of it and watching the coaches tape and talking to, you know, players and coaches about it. The more it is clear to me that the difference between any two teams on a given day in the NFL, it's different in college, but in the NFL, it's like five plays. And if you make more of those five, if you make three instead of two, you can win. And the games that you lose 49 to 14, or what was the Lions game? 31 to 20, whatever it was, 34 to 20. Those are games where Detroit makes five and you make one. Or Detroit makes eight great plays and you make two. There are opportunities that you're always going to have in every game and your execution in those moments is what ultimately decides the game. The talent gap in the NFL I think, frankly, is overstated. Every team is talented. But your ability to execute is what is going to ultimately decide these games. And for the Green Bay Packers, this young team, it's going to take some time. They just need that time under tension. They just need those 10,000 hours. And the talent is there, man. I'm telling you, the talent is there This is the week to start getting on the same page. This is the defense to get on the same page against. And speaking of defense, we're going to have a good conversation about it coming up here in just a second on Locked on Packers. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and it's important to be prepared. There was a situation that I had last year where I was traveling with family abroad, needed medication. We weren't sure how we were going to get it. We weren't sure how to even think about getting it or how to cover it. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. There's always something to plan for, whether it's going abroad or it's the unexpected. It's wildfires in Hawaii. It's a, a, a tropical storm in Florida. It's tornadoes in the plains, earthquakes. There's so many reasons why you might need something at a moment's notice. Go to Jace Medical and enter promo code Locked On at checkout to get a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jasemedical.com. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Anitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts, that's me, across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. East on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Joining me now, a former Denver Broncos All-Pro cornerback, also the host of the Let's Ride podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, very happy to be with you here, getting set for this Packers-Broncos game, which 
let's be honest, in the past has had some bigger stakes than this one. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and you've been a part of some of those games. I want to get to some of that stuff. But yeah, the evolution of defenses here is something that I'm fascinated with right now. You played for Wade Phillips, had a lot of success with Wade Phillips. Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley, that is where the game seems to be going. When you just think of those two styles, to you, is that, a, as a player, a positive change in terms of attitude? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, the fans, your modern fans might not like it, right? You know, they want to see uh, high-scoring games, you know, uh, record-setting uh, games. And even if you look at this year, if you look at the stats, um, the, uh, the scoring is down, mm -hmm. right? Offense is down. Right. So you're seeing more uh, defenses being able to uh, come out and stop these offenses, finding new ways to be able to stop the zone read, stop these RPOs, um, catching up with the college game. So um, right now I'm excited, definitely as a defense, seeing these guys play defense. And um, uh, I, I like the tighter games. I think they're more entertaining for me. We've talked a lot with Joe Barry because he was he came in and we thought, OK, he's going to run a version of this Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley type defense this year. We're seeing much less quarters. Uh, it's a lot more cover three. Now they're, they're still doing a lot of that safety spinning stuff that that was a, a big part of what, what Fangio especially was doing. Mm -hmm. But fans, Chris, they're like, can we please see some more man coverage? Can we please see some more press man coverage? Like when, when you see these teams that are playing all this two shell, is that how you would want to play as a corner? Oh, no, I was always in man systems, you know, <laughs> um, uh, or match, we, we would play like a zone and play it like man, you know, depending on uh, what formation or what route they run, right? So um, uh, that was always my style. So, uh, of course, it's kind of good to kind of sprinkle in some zones, especially if you have a great D-line, which the Packers do, um, able to sit back and be able to get some ticks, tips and overthrows and get some uh, vision on the quarterback to get interception. So it's good to have a mixture, especially in this game. Um, with the offenses that they're uh, that you're facing, it's hard to play sitting man all game, right? But the Packers do have the DBs to be able to play a lot more man compared to a lot of teams. And and you look at someone like Patrick Sertan. I mean, he is as good as we have in the league right now. Whether it's on the outside, they had him against Travis Kelsey last week uh, against yeah. the Chiefs, and, and I thought he held up in that game as well. When you look at this Broncos defense. What do you what do you think is is missing here? Because last year they were a top ten group, and this year it's a lot of the same guys, and they look yeah. totally different. Man, definitely. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year with Coach Joseph, the playbook was just too big. Mm. You know, guys didn't understand the run fits. Um, they didn't understand different coverages off motion and things like that. And we were just having guys running free. You know, and um, one major issue was tackling. Right. I think we're setting like a, a record pace of missed tackles in the league. Mm. Right. So that's you do that. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. So I think these last couple games, they've been they've shortened the playbook. They made them play faster. Um, uh, guys are tackling better. Run fits are better. So um, uh, if I'm them, I'm looking to try to be able to keep Jordan Love in a slump. Right. He's, his interceptions are going up the last three weeks. Um, let's, let's be, he's not on the same page with his receivers. Let's keep this guy in a slump. If I'm the guys on the, uh, the Broncos defense. If you were in that game plan room, that meeting room this week, how would you approach doing that? Because it seems like a lot of teams are saying, look, we don't care who is playing quarterback. 
our goal is to stop big plays. And I, I totally understand this idea of like, hey, look, the, the fastest way for Jordan Love to beat us, he's probably not going to go 10 plays, 12 plays, 80 yards, is if they create big plays to Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, those guys. So what we're going to do is stay in these two high looks, dare them to go 8, 10, 12 plays. And if they do say, okay, is that how you would approach this week? Or are you saying, I'm going to be aggressive. Let's blitz him because he's had some issues with pressure too. Oh, yeah. You got to make uh, the Packers one-dimensional, right? So we got to be able to stop, stop the run, stop Jones. Is Jones playing? I, th I know he's been banged up. We, we, we don't know right now if he's going to yeah. play. It seems like he's trending toward playing. Yeah. It's up in the air. But, we thought he was going to well, play last week, and he didn't. Well, if, he's, if, he, if he doesn't play, that's a huge loss for Green Bay and Jordan Love. You know, because they need a consistent run game with him, especially with not having the weapons at receiver as Green Bay has had in the past, right? Um, so, um, if if I'm the guys, I'm 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 feasting for this guy. I'm trying to keep him in the slump. Um, you uh, you know that you got to play aggressive, man. Um, forget the too high shell thing. That's that's not. I would run that. Uh, I would kind of send a safety um, over Watson know where he's at because he is their big play threat. Mm. Um, but other than that, um, you know, um, uh, uh, he's the only deep threat, I would say, that's on the Packers. So one of the things that the Packers are trying to accommodate here is Eric Stokes coming back off PUP. He was someone who, as a rookie, I thought really impressed last year. Did not look like quite the same guy because they played less man coverage, played less press man coverage. Like mm -hmm. I said, a lot of Packer fans would like to see that change. It seems like their best three corners are Russell Douglas, Jair Alexander, and Eric Stokes, which means someone in the nickel is going to have to play in the slot. You were someone who could play anywhere, but seemed to relish playing in the slot and being able to do that. But some corners, at least it used to be the case, viewed playing the nickel as, it was sort of like a dirty word. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not a slot corner. I can do mm -hmm. everything. I want you to make the case for me why Jair Alexander can play, should play in the slot because I want to see Jair Alexander play in the slot. Um, I mean, when you have a big guy like Stokes, um, you know, he's probably like six foot and a long corner. And then you got Douglas. How tall is Douglas? Six foot too? Yeah, you know, he's Douglas feet. pretty tall. So um, you would expect Jair to go inside. You'd be able to go in there, deal with the more shifty guys, um, you know, um, being able to – because, you know, the bigger receivers are going to probably be on the outside. But he would still do outside and base. You know, that's what I did uh, majority of my career, you know, right. playing – uh, right or left, or or and then being able to slide inside on third downs. So it's not a big deal. Um, if you're a DB, if I'm a, if I'm Jair, it's not huge. It's really just showing his versatility, showing they can play all all over. And I think he's already done that. Yeah. Right. They've already made him do that in his career here. So, um, and that's the and sometimes you got to be able to figure out how do you get your best three corners on the field, right? Um, in Denver, our best three corners was me, Talib, and Roby. So how do you maximize your best three corners on the field, right? Who's the best in the slot out of me, Roby, and Tlaib? I am. So I'm going right. to go inside and, and, and be able to um, showcase what I can do in there also. But I also get to play outside. So um, uh, if I'm Jair, I'm just looking at it as uh, just another opportunity to be able to showcase what I can do. I think there's a lot. Of it, the, one of the reasons why it came to me is because I think there are a lot of similarities between the two of you, both play style. Um, the, the attitude that you play with, I want to ask you about the attitude piece of it. 
one thing that I think has been one of my criticisms of this Packers defense and, and of Joe Barry and the way that they've approached it is there does seem to be an attitude lost when you want to play all of this too shall, right? Mm-hmm. There's such a difference between the way I like you guys with that, those Wade Phillips defenses 2015, when you guys are just flying around playing downhill at all times, it seems like there's just an attitude difference. Is that, Am I am I overthinking that or is that is that stuff real in terms of the way that your philosophy dictating your the, the way that you can play um just yeah. from like a, a mental attitude kind of standpoint? Oh yeah, I mean what we're similar at, we're probably similar with, you know, sticky coverage, being able to play press off. I see him playing both. Um being um versatile. I don't know how if he's at the same level as I am in the in the slot. Uh, I feel like I changed the game, definitely being able to yeah. uh, being different from Rondé. Rondé was more in cover two in the nickel. I was the pretty much the first one playing man-to-man in the slot, covering guys all over the field, right? So um, that would probably be the difference. Um, I would say probably my physicality, tackling, um, the, the, the way I blitz and play the run game. Uh, I was just different probably on another level than uh, Alexander on that part. But uh, he's definitely a great corner. Um, definitely a guy that um, top five in the league uh, these last couple of years. And uh, Douglas, too. You know, you can't sleep yeah. on Douglas, man. I think people um, are sleeping on him. He's had a high ball production uh, the past three years. You know, uh, his ball, ball skills have been off the charts. So um, uh, I think people can't sleep on him also. So I love the Green Bay secondary. And I think Stokes, adding Stokes in there, um, you you got to figure out how to get your best three out there on the field, and those are your best three. All right, we're going to get back to our conversation with Chris Harris here in just a second on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is about as fun as you can have winning 25 times your money. I mean, you can't have a bad time. Winning up to 25 times your money, turn $10 into $250. Like that seems like a pretty dope time, no matter what. And it's so easy. 60 seconds to put together a lineup. Just pick a couple players and Price Picks is doing the work for you. They pick the yardage totals or the passing touchdown, whatever it is. And you decide if you think the player is going to produce more or less than whatever Price Picks has already decided on. It is that easy. It's that easy. It is fun, easy. Did I mention easy? And up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Daily fantasy sports made easy. That's Prize picks. Today's episode also brought to you by one of my absolute favorite apps on my phone, DoorDash. DoorDash is the best way for me to get food in my belly. <laughs> I love to cook. I really do. I love to cook. But sometimes, look, I have two kids. I can't be bothered. Sometimes I'm watching football on a Sunday and I can't be bothered. So I order pizza. Order, or I order wings, or I need something to cook and I forgot it so I can use DoorDash to have it delivered right to me. 
That's the beauty of DoorDash. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend at least $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change and terms do apply. And thanks for everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day, every dayers. We are going live on Sunday after the game. We're going to live on the Bleacher Report app right after the game. And then we will go live on our YouTube page, our Locked On Packers YouTube page. Go subscribe. But so to this, I totally agree with everything you're saying. So uh, th- this this question about um, approach informing your, your play on the field, is there a, a, a connection to say, okay, what we want to do is prevent everything versus someone like Wade Phillips, or I think there are other coaches who do this, Dennis Allen, another one, we're going to dictate terms. Does that have an actual mental impact on the players and the way that they approach the game? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. You know, some teams know they got to go do, we got to do extra red zone today because we know these teams are going to be driving up and down the field on us. So we got to make sure we're going to be great in the red zone. So where we've been, but don't break, right? And but that shouldn't be Green Bay's philosophy, right? They've had they got a pretty consistent defense. Guys have been together um, for a while, right? So they should have that um, that understanding together of how each other plays, right? So uh, they should be a very aggressive attacking defense. So um, I I don't see that been uh, and break philosophy uh, going well with Green Bay. You are preaching to the choir, Chris. I I, uh, I appreciate that insight on that. I, I want to go in the in the wayback machine as we finish up here. 2011, you're a young player. You go up to Lambeau, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. in his MVP season, 49 points in that game. I, I, w- this was like maybe your fifth or sixth game as an NFL player. Like, what was yeah. what was that experience like? Do you remember? Man, uh, uh, that was my first game getting like live action. Yeah. Right. So it was it was definitely crazy. You know, my first play in, you know, of course, Aaron Rodgers throws at me. He throws <laughs> a uh, he throws like a little Nile route to, uh, you know, where the receiver does that like one step. He throws a little one step uh, ball to uh, Jennings and I come down and smack him. Bam. Right on the play. You know, no yak. So um, I was hyped. We were getting blown up, but I'm out there, you know, all energized, <laughs> hyped up. You know, I just made my first tackle, you know, really in live action. So it was fun, man, uh, being able to go out there. But it was also a um, teaching, you know. I got to witness and see Charles Woodson, like, live and prime, you know, and uh, seeing him play the nickel, right, uh, and play safety, play all over, right, seeing how he was moving in motion, how he was communicating. So it, I was I was amazed, you know, seeing, uh, you know, these guys play and uh, just being able to go out there and, and lace it up out there in Green Bay, man. Um, uh, I'll never forget that game for sure. It was a nice day, you know, in Lambeau. It was hot, you know. Uh, Jordy was killing us. That's one thing I do remember. <laughs> but uh, it was a um, – see, they had weapons then, right? They, yep. Jordan Love does not have the weapons that Aaron Rodgers has. So you can't – you got to be able to judge this guy fairly. I, I, I don't think you were in coverage, but James Jones tells a story from that game where he he ran a, the wrong route and he knew that Rodgers was going to be mad at him.
but he was like, I have to go this way. I was like, I, the, the, the teaching point was you, you have to cross the corner's face and he didn't, but Rogers threw it to him and he scored a touchdown anyway. And Rogers was like, I was glad you did that. And it was just one of those things. Matt LaFleur talked about it this week that a lot of times when guys run the wrong route, they end up getting the ball anyway, because sometimes it just like breaks the rules of a defense. Let's talk about the flip side of 2011, mm -hmm. 2015. When, when you guys absolutely put the clamps on Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season. Did you guys know coming into the week, like, hey, we've got a plan and we think it's going to work? The, I, I, you, I don't think you ever go in going like, we're just going to dominate this team, or maybe you do. But like, did you guys know going in, you, you had this team? Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, just like any quarterback, uh, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, you know, uh, Mahomes or Andy Reid, you know, they have their system, mm. right? They have their go to plays. And, um, right now, right as that season was flowing, I think Green Bay was undefeated too at that time. Yeah, they were playing well, you know. Yeah. So they were, they were hot, you know. I think, um, uh, uh, I know they had Adams, Randall Cobb. Um, so those are big games right there. Cobb was one of the top slot guys at that time. Yeah. Um, he was hot. Um, so it was a, it was a big game, you know, uh, I think we had the throwbacks on that game and, um, all week they were just talking how, um, uh, they didn't believe that we were legit on defense. So we wanted to, uh, send a message to the whole league that day. That was the message, right. Um, uh, that we're going to get after this guy. And, um, we had a great plan. I felt like I could shut down the whole inside of being able to completely shut down Cobb. And uh, I was able to do that. All his option routes. They were trying to – if you go back and watch that game and see all the plays that they were trying to do to get these guys open, you know, and seeing how Aaron Rodgers was trying to buy time, you know, with Vaughn and D. Warren, them guys hunting, you know, every time, you know. Uh, it, was, it was a beautiful uh, game to watch. If you love watching defense and you love watching um, guys pressed up, like you want to watch – Right, you want to see guys pressed up. You want to see the D line coming, attacking, and putting, making the offense uh, vulnerable uh, to that. And uh, you know, and saying you can't stop it. You know what we're gonna do, but you can't stop it. And that's that's kind of how we how it was that day versus Green Bay. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, other than that game, that is as much fun as I have had watching a defense play. That that team was. You guys were just unbelievable the no fly zone like you guys that, that was a really cool thing um and I, I really appreciate your insight chris change the game yeah. from, the, from the slot um and so do you have a do you have a prediction on how you think sunday is gonna go yeah oh man i've uh, like i've told everybody this week man denver has to win this game <laughs> right we have not won a game at home all season and um so this is huge uh, that we were able to win this game. I got to score 21 to 18, you know, uh, pretty, I would say average scoring game, not middle scoring game, you know, yeah. in the league. As, and, and this is what the scores have been pretty much, you know, this season. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with that range and uh, say Denver wins by a field goal this week. All right, Chris, I appreciate it, man. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully get a chance to do this again. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, thanks to Chris for joining the show. Awesome, awesome, awesome to get a chance to talk to him. One of my favorite players when he was playing, and I'm very glad that he is not playing on Sunday. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on our YouTube page, 
you can go do that. Go subscribe to our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.